Section 12 of At the Point of the Bayonet, A Tale of the Maratha War by G. A. Henty. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. At the Point of the Bayonet, A Tale of the Maratha War. Chapter 5 Down to Bombay, Part 4. I will introduce you now to Colonel Palmer. It is important that he should know you, for possibly you may be sent up here on some mission or other, for which, having the favor of Nana, you would be specially fitted. Accordingly, the next morning they started early. Soyera had prepared the liquid soap, but as it was decided that he should go in native dress, Harry thought it as well not to use it, especially as the dye was gradually wearing off. The party consisted of Mr. Mallet, Sufter, and Harry, with an escort of ten cavalrymen belonging to one of the native regiments. The mission clerk had been transferred to Colonel Palmer, as his knowledge of affairs would be useful to the newcomer. Sawyer was carried in a dooley, and followed close behind the troopers. That evening they descended the ghats into the Concan, and encamped there, and on the following day rode into Bombay, where Mr. Mallet took them to a hotel, principally used by natives of rank visiting Bombay. "'You had best stay here till I send for you,' he said to Harry. "'I shall see some of the council to-night. No doubt there will be a formal meeting to-morrow to ask my opinion about the probability of the present state of things continuing at Pune. I shall, of course, tell them your story.' and they will likely request you to go at once to see them. Therefore do not leave the hotel until you hear from me. Sufter had not previously visited Bombay, and the next morning early he went out with Soyera as his guide to inspect the European part of the town. He was much struck with the appearance of neatness and order in the fort, and the solidity of the buildings. It is a strong place, assuredly, he said to harry on his return in the first place it would be necessary for a force attacking to cross over the narrow isthmus and causeway uniting the island with the land and that would be impossible in face of a force provided with artillery guarding it then if they succeeded in winning that they would have to make their way through the native town to get on to the maiden and this would be defended by the guns from all the batteries and in addition to the artillery on land it might be swept by guns on board ship truly those who talked about driving the english into the sea cannot have known anything of the strength of the position as to carrying it by assault it could not be done nor could the garrison be starved out since they could always obtain supplies of all sorts by sea and yet except at the causeway the place has no natural strength the marathas acted unwisely indeed when they allowed the english to settle here they could not foresee the future sufter now doubtless they are sorry but if in the future the british become masters of india the marathas will have no reason to regret having given them a foothold wherever their powers extend the natives are far better off than they were under the rule of their own princes were the british masters there would be no more wars no more jealousies and no more intrigues the peasants would till their fields in peace 
and the men who now take to soldiering would find more peaceful modes of earning a living but do you not think surely harry for after leaving Pune, he had been told to call him so that the english can ever become masters of india they conquered the carnatic but even there they were not safe from the forays of hyder ali mysore bars their way farther north then there is the nizam to be dealt with and then Berar and the Marathas, and then comes Rajputana, and beyond are the Sikhs and the fierce chiefs of Sindh. It is true that the English have beaten the people of Lower Bengal, but these have always been looked down upon and despised as cowardly and effeminate by the fighting men of all India. Besides, how few are the white soldiers! They say, too, that the French have promised Tipoo to send a big army to help drive the English into the sea. The French have quite work enough at home, Harry said. It is true they've got into Egypt, but they are shut up there by our fleets. Moreover, even were they to cross over into Arabia, how could they march across a dry and almost waterless country for a thousand or two or miles? When they arrived in Sindhi, they would find all the fighting men of the province and the Sikhs opposed to them, and they would never be able to fight their way down to Mysore. The thing is absurd. The conversation was interrupted by the arrival of a messenger from the government house, with a request that Mr. Lindsay should at once attend there. Harry's horse, which had been saddled in readiness, was brought round, for it would have seemed strange for a Mahratta whose dress showed that he held a good position to go on foot sufter rode by his side soyera followed on foot dismounting at the government house he threw the reins to one of the lads who were waiting in readiness to hold the horses of officers coming to see the governor on harry mentioning his name the native doorkeeper said i have orders for you to be taken at once to the council chamber sahib on your arrival here the governor with four members of the council and mr mallet was seated at a long table mr mallet rose and said this is mr lindsay gentlemen truly sir it would be difficult to recognize you as a fellow countryman in that garb the governor said though your color is somewhat less dark than that of a mahratta since i left Pune, i have ceased to die sir as to my dress this will be the last time i shall wear it unless i should be called upon to go to Pune again your story is a most singular one the governor said but mr mallet assures us that you are the son of major lindsay and has been telling us how you escaped the massacre at the camp and how your ayah has brought you up she has come down with me sir i thought that her testimony would be necessary and i have also brought down her cousin who was present at the foray in which my father and mother were killed my account will be confirmed by their statements you do credit to mahratta food and training mr lindsay but mr mallet has mentioned to me that at one time you were employed as a shikaree to keep down the tigers which were doing havoc among the villagers near the top of the ghats he has also informed us of the very valuable service you rendered by informing him of nana fernui's measures for regaining power and replacing baji rao on the musnad intelligence was saved us a great expenditure of money in preparing to support him with the certainty that by doing so we might excite the enmity of scindia 
he tells us also why you continued so long in the Deccan instead of coming down here and i think you acted very wisely we have mentioned your services in that matter in our reports to the board of directors and have said that partly as a recognition of this and partly because you are the son of an english officer who was killed in their service we should at once give you an appointment subject to their approval now sir which would you prefer the civil or military branch i should very much prefer the military harry answered without hesitation unless indeed sir you think my services would be more useful in the civil if we were at calcutta or madras there would be more scope for you in the civil service but as we hold at present little territory beyond this island there are therefore but few appointments affording an opportunity for the display of the intelligence which you certainly possess but should our circumstances alter you might owing to your knowledge of the country and its language be told off for civil work in which the emoluments are very much higher than in the military branch of the service you will at once be gazetted to the third native cavalry and do duty with the regiment until your services are required elsewhere fresh disturbances may break out at Pune, and in that case you might be attached as assistant to colonel palmer do you think you would be known again i think it would be very unlikely sir when my skin has recovered its proper color and i am dressed in uniform i feel sure no one would recognize me as having been an officer in the peshwa's court very well sir then you will see your name in the gazette to-morrow you will within a day or so report yourself to the officer commanding the regiment i may say that it would be well if your nurse and the man who came down with you were to draw up statements concerning your birth and swear to them at the high court these might be valuable to you in the future after expressing his thanks to the governor and council harry went out and rode back to the hotel with sufter end of section twelve